the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This new earth will be so great, we're not even going to think about this world that we're living in now. We're not going to think about it anymore. That's how good it's going to be. That's how great it's going to be. That this world, it's not going to come to mind on the new earth. When you're on the new earth, no one's going to say to you, man, I wish we were back in Maryland right now. (laughs) I miss the traffic on 295 and just sitting there, right? You were enjoying just having a cell phone that wasn't the size of a brick. You thought you were pretty current and up to date with your flip phone, able to make calls from wherever. But then came the era of the iPhone, and there was no going back. What you knew before paled in comparison. In today's teaching, Pastor Dan makes a point that the world and life you know here is like having a flip phone. Heaven has more in store for you than you ever realized or imagined. And there's no going back. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 21 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Chapters 21 and 22 are the last two chapters of the Bible. We've made it. We've come to the end of the book. And truly, God has saved the best wine for last here at the end of the book. Chapters 21 and 22 describe our eternal home. They describe heaven. You know, Charles Spurgeon, uh, who was the greatest preacher of the 19th century, he was called the Prince of Preachers. Uh, He pastored a church in London that at the time was the only, it was the largest church in the world. It was the the only mega church in the world. And he also founded a Bible college to train up pastors. And Spurgeon told his students, when talking about heaven, let your face show it. Isn't that great? When talking about heaven, let your face show it. Uh, Spurgeon went on to say, but when talking about hell, your normal face will do. So here we're going to talk about heaven today. And these are, these are wonderful, glorious, exciting chapters here at the end of the Bible because they tell us about heaven where we will live forever and ever. This is the high point of your Bible. The Bible begins with the creation of the heavens and the earth, but then paradise is lost because of the sin of man and the rebellion of man. And here at the end of the book now, it's all made new. God creates a a new creation, a new heaven and a new earth and paradise is restored, so to speak. Heaven is mentioned some 532 times in the Bible, 55 times in the book of Revelation. 
It's a real place, as real as the house that you live in. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, the Apostle Paul says, Our citizenship is in heaven. We're citizens of heaven because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul says, Set your mind on things above where Christ is, not on the things of this earth. Set your mind on heaven, is what Paul's saying there, where Christ is. Not on the things of this earth, but on heaven. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, For we know, this is something that we know, that if our earthly house, this tent, speaking of our physical body, he describes it as a tent, a temporary dwelling place. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We have a house in heaven, a permanent home in heaven. Uh, In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus exhorted us to store up our treasures, not on earth, but in heaven. Store up your treasures in heaven. The Bible tells us, for those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, that we will spend eternity in this place called heaven. But the truth is, most believers know very little about heaven and what heaven will be like. Most believers have kind of this vague idea about heaven. And frankly, uh, we get a lot of our ideas about heaven from movies and from cartoons. You know, Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny. And we get these pictures of heaven, at least I do, uh, from, from cartoons and what we saw as kids watching Saturday morning television. And yet this is the place we're going to live forever and ever. This is, this is going to be our permanent home. You know, when I, when I travel to a new place, like on vacation, before I go to that place, I usually do a little bit of research about that place, and I'll, I'll look the place up, I'll, I'll look for uh, local attractions there, things to do, places to go, places to eat, things that are unique to that, that location, that town that I'm traveling to. I look at maps and get a pretty you know, good lay of the land of where I'm going. I, I look at the weather. I, quite often, I'll download that city on my weather app, so I have it on my phone. I make notes on my phone of places to go and where to eat. I've got this list with me, so that when I travel to that place, I've got a pretty good itinerary. Of, of, and I know and I'm familiar with what's there and what I can do there and what it's going to be like at that destination. And I do that all that research for a place that I'm visiting for only a few days. We're going to be in heaven forever. Forever and ever. We should want to know the details about the place where we will live forever with Jesus Christ and his people. And chapters 21 and 22 of Revelation gives us the details about heaven. So look again at verse 1. John says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first first earth had passed away. Uh, This world that we are living in right now will pass away. It's going to pass away. It's it's called the first earth here in verse one, but it will pass away 
in preparation for the great white throne judgment, as we saw last week. Back in chapter 20, verse 11, we saw as, as God was preparing for the great white throne judgment, we saw that the earth and heaven fled away. They disappeared. Uh, and this earth will one day disappear. You know, in Luke chapter 21, Jesus said in Luke 21, 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Uh, back in the Psalm, Psalm 102, verse 25, it says, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. cloak. You will change them, and they will be Change. Speaking of this earth, it's going to grow old and there's going to come a point where the, it's going to pass away. It's going to be like just changing a garment, like changing your shirt. And God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. After the great white throne judgment, God will create this new heaven and this new earth, which will be our eternal home. And, and John sees here this new heaven and this new earth as it's created by God. He sees the the creation of it. Now, how many of you here would have liked to witness the creation of the heavens and the earth back in Genesis chapter 1? I mean, I think that would have been pretty cool to see God create the heavens and the earth, right? And to hear him say, you know, let there be light. And to see that there was light. I think that would be neat. Well, here we're we're told that God will create a new heaven and a new earth. And we will see him create this new heaven and this new earth. John sees it here. And John sees this new heaven, this new earth. And I think it's important to note here that that God's not going to just renovate this planet that we're living in. He's not going to just fix up this planet. Or, rest, or restore this planet. He's not going to call Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? And ask them to just do one of their magic tricks and fix this place up and make it look great again. Now, th- this, this place is going to pass away. It's, it's going to be gone. And he's going to make a whole new heaven and a whole new earth. It's a whole new creation here. Now, if you're taking notes, this word new here, when it talks about a new heaven and a new earth, it's new. Uh, it's new in the sense of time. It's going to be newly made, but it's also new uh, in respect to quality and substance. It's going to be a new kind of heaven. It's going to be a new kind of earth, better than this current earth that we're living in and this, this current world that we're living in. And this world's pretty great. Uh, this world's beautiful. But the new earth, is going to be better. The new earth is going to be greater in every way. It'll be better quality, better design, a greater beauty, better substance to it. The difference between the old earth and the new earth will be like the difference between a flip phone and an iPhone, right? They're, they're both phones, but the iPhone's a big upgrade from a flip phone. The new earth is going to be a big upgrade from this old earth that we're living in currently. How big, you might ask? Well, listen to this verse. 
Back in the Old Testament, Isaiah 65, verse 17. Listen to what the Lord says here, Isaiah 65, 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former, listen, shall not be remembered or come to mind. God says, I'm going to create a new heavens and a new earth. And in this uh, new heaven, this new earth, we're going to live in this new earth with Jesus Christ, with all the believers, uh, with all of our family members who were believers that have died in Christ, will be reunited with them. You know, I have family members in heaven that died in Christ. We'll be together with them on this new earth. And it says this new earth will be so great, we're not even going to think about this world that we're living in now. We're not going to think about it anymore. That's how good it's going to be. That's how great it's going to be. That this world, it's not going to come to mind on the new earth. When you're on the new earth, no one's going to say to you, man, I wish we were back in Maryland right now. (laughs) I miss the traffic on 295 and just sitting there, right? You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So God will make a new heaven, a new earth. That new earth is going to be better than this earth. You know, God likes to make things new. He likes to make things new. You know, he makes people new, doesn't he? If any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things pass away and everything's made new. And, and, and yes, if you're, if you're a Christian and you're born again and you're a new creation in Christ, yes, uh, there are things about your life that resemble your old life, but, but you're a totally different person now, aren't you, than you were before. Just a new creation. The old things have passed away and God has made everything new. He likes to make things new. Now look at the end of verse 1. He says at the end of verse 1, speaking of this new earth, And there was no more sea. Do we have any surfers here? (laughs) Do we have any uh, saltwater fishermen here? I like to saltwater fish. This is a real troubling verse for us. We're going to spend the rest of the morning exploring this verse. No. (laughs) What do you do with this? New earth, no sea. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this verse. All I can tell you is... You just trust that the Lord knows what he's doing. Uh, And if you're a surfer or fisherman or you like the beach, you like going to the ocean, all I can say is it's going to be okay on the new earth. I don't know how, but it's going to be okay. But just to cover your bases, you might want to make some extra trips to the beach while you're here because you're not going to do it there. 
Now, John, who is penning this revelation, uh, he receives this revelation while he is living in exile on a little tiny island called Patmos in the Aegean Sea. John's surrounded by sea. He's living on this little rock in the middle of the, of the, of the sea, the Aegean Sea. And I bet when John received this revelation, there'll be no more sea on the new earth. He probably thought, praise the Lord. I'm tired of looking at the sea. All I got is sea. I'm glad there's not going to be a sea on the new earth. But you know, something to think about is you think about the earth that we live in, the, the first earth, or this old earth, compared to the new earth, 70% or more of this earth is ocean. But on the new earth, there's not going to be an ocean. There'll be no sea. Um, our, our climate on this earth, our temperature, our weather, is determined in large part by the ocean. But there's not going to be an ocean on the, on the new earth. So the new earth, the Bible doesn't tell us, but the new earth is going to have like a whole different operating system than the earth that we're living in now. Uh, the ocean's going to be non-existent on the new earth. Verse 2 says, then I, John, you know, it's like he's saying, you know, I'll never forget this. I, I saw this, you know. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, this, the New Jerusalem, it's, it's, it already exists in heaven. And John sees the New Jerusalem come down out of heaven to the earth, to this new earth. Now, when John writes this, he's writing in about 95 A.D. Uh, Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D. So as John writes this, the city of Jerusalem is in ruins. The temple's destroyed. And, and now John sees a new Jerusalem coming down. The Jerusalem that, that was in heaven and now it's coming down to the new earth. And look at how John describes the new Jerusalem. He says it was prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And we'll see a, a detailed description of this new Jerusalem in the second half of chapter 21 next week. Um, but he says it, it was prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. It's, it's both prepared and it's adorned like a bride on her wedding day. I've had the privilege of officiating uh, several weddings. Uh, and I can tell you from my experience, I've never officiated a wedding where the bride showed up at the church or wherever wearing you know, just a pair of sweatpants and a tank top and her hair pulled back in a ponytail and no makeup on. That's never been my experience. If that's, how you, if that's what you wore to your wedding day, I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just I've never seen a bride just kind of roll out of bed and show up at her wedding and whatever she's wearing. A bride is always beautifully adorned, breathtaking. Every bride is breathtaking. And one of the, one of the things I like to do uh, when I'm officiating a wedding, because I'm usually standing in the front and I've got the groom with me, and when the bride appears at the back of the church or wherever, you know, everybody stands up and they turn to look at the bride. So everybody's kind of facing that way. 
And I, I like to kind of glance over at the groom and see the expression on his face as he sees his bride adorned for him for the first time, you know. And a, a bride is very thoughtful. A bride is, is very um, meticulous in the way she adorns herself for her wedding day. I mean, her, she, her hair is, is made a certain way, made up a certain way, her, her makeup, her jewelry. Quite often a bride will wear special jewelry, you know, her grandmother's necklace or something like that, her dress, even her shoes, her flowers. Like, like all of it is, is carefully and thoughtfully planned out. You know, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. You know, just about every wedding, in fact, all the weddings I've gone to, with the exception of one, uh, every wedding I've ever officiated started late, except for one. And th- that was, uh, was two academy graduates. <clears throat> the husband and wife both graduated from a military academy. They were, they were early. Everyone starts late. Why does it start late? Because the bride is still adorning herself, right? It's time to begin, but she's still adorning. She's not finished adorning herself. And then once the wedding begins, everyone stands up and they look at her and she's breathtaking. Just takes your breath away. And any bride is just beautiful. And John describes seeing the new Jerusalem for the first time. It's just like looking at a bride coming down the aisle. Just breathtaking. It's beautiful. And this is where we're going to live in the new Jerusalem. We're going to live in the new Jerusalem forever and ever with Jesus Christ. The new Jerusalem, the city, this is, this is our real home. This is the home that we're longing for in our heart. Now, this world is our home, but it's not our home at the same time, right? You're, you're, you're at home here, but you're not really at home here. The Bible describes us as sojourners, people who are traveling to home. We're on our way to home. We're just passing through this world. You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, it says of Abraham that he dwelt in tents because he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. He was looking for the new Jerusalem. And so he never really settled here on this earth because he was looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. He was looking for the new Jerusalem. In Hebrews thirteen fourteen, it says, for here on this earth, We have no continuing city, but we seek the city that is to come. We don't have a permanent home here on this earth because this earth is going to pass away and we seek the city that is to come. We seek the new Jerusalem. That's when you're really finally going to feel at home. Never here. The new Jerusalem. That's our eternal home. Verse 3 says, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, look, this is he wants you to see this in the new Jerusalem. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. What will make the new Jerusalem so wonderful will not be the streets paved with gold. It will be that God dwells there. And that we will dwell with him. Yeah. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Many questions might arise as you listen to these messages about the end times. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-changing news that they might not hear anywhere else. This is a tremendous opportunity to reach people who are lost and without a Savior. We value your prayers for these important messages that are going out. Pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would greatly multiply because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on this peculiar book of the Bible, Revelation is one of the many that are curious about but find it hard to understand. We trust that God's giving you some clarity by listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.